Hi, Heather. Um, how are you? I'm good. Good. Thank you for asking. Okay. So, um, welcome to Love Heals Cancer and Zenonco.io. I am Arohi from Zenonco, and this is our Cancer Healing Journey Talk, where we invite speakers who have been through cancer, either as patients or as survivors or as caregivers. These uh, Cancer Healing Journey Talks are very close to our heart. Uh, because a lot of people have uh, come and told us that uh, these talks have given them confidence and they have given them hope that if other people have beaten cancer, so can they. So um, thank you very much for joining us for today's Cancer Healing Journey talk. Um, I would like to begin uh, with a brief introduction about yourself. Yeah, I'm Heather Rennell. I'm uh born uh, in Fort Worth, but um, I'm in Waco, Texas. Um, and I um, actually was in California when I found out uh, that I had brain cancer. Um, yeah, I had a major seizure at my job. and <laughs> um, But uh, I'm a singer-songwriter, a music teacher. Um, I'll be turning 44 on my birthday and so um life life does change but um you know positive energy does help a lot of things and <laughs> so um the initial symptom that you uh, faced was uh, the seizure itself well i was having migraine headaches for 10 years and always the left side hurt and my neck hurt, my back hurt. And so going to the doctor and uh, they would just do a CT scan. Well, okay. CT scan, but never, never saw it. Uh, and then once um, I actually was at my job, uh, a produce worker, at Barron's and they said I started swaying back and forth in front of the tomatoes. And I actually uh, had no idea that that was going on. And I woke up on the ambulance. And um, so apparently I had a major seizure, like hit my head, bit my tongue, and torn ligaments in my arm, and woke up in the ambulance and grabbed my arm. I said, what the hell happened? He said, you had a seizure yet. I'm like, what the hell happened? <laughs> and okay. so I finally took an MRI with contrast for them to find out that it was the anaplastic uh, astrocytoma or glioma, whichever name. So that's like a, a star as they call it. Uh, and one of the rare, rare brain cancers that right here um said Phew. so yeah. i guess it finally had gotten big enough um again just started um tripping over my left foot about a year before um very sensitive to the light um when i was at at college or at school or you know at my job i would uh, be sensitive to the light and so I would be wearing sunglasses in class um, because I just like, oh, it's too bright, it's too bright. <laughs> um, I actually had a numb uh, spot right above my left knee 
And so I'd gone to the doctor and like a list, I had a list of physical things that were going on. And she's like, oh, you just have arthritis. Yeah, you just have arthritis. Well, <laughs> that's uh, unfortunately not the, not the case. It was actually the tumor had grown big enough that it was starting to affect my whole body in that sense. And um, so when I went to the ER and the ER doc said, oh, everybody has seizures, you're fine. The doctor that I had been seeing said, oh, everybody has seizures, you're fine. Smart enough to know my dad, my dad's side of the family, my uncles, all doctors. I went to a third doctor in California, which was a, a, a native indigenous. And he actually listened to me and, and sent me to a neurological doctor. Um, and so they did a, a MRI with contrast and found it. Yeah. Yeah. So on which year was this in? When was it diagnosed? So um, it was January 18th, 2018, when I had a major seizure. Um, so by the end of April is when I had the MRI with contrast done. Um, and then <clears throat> May 23rd, 2018 is when I had my brain surgery. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Um, so um, when you found out that you had cancer, so what was your first reaction to that diagnosis? And what was the reaction of your family members to the diagnosis? Um, um, I was just quiet um, a lot, quiet a lot, trying to understand and and go okay well no wonder i've been having headaches for this long um and i don't know it just i was in california and i really my family wasn't up there and um so after surgery i actually came back to to texas and um, it was, I don't know, just like I said, all I could do is just be silent and quiet and studied a lot. And uh, as we say, I'm Googling it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, um, and, of, and of course, you know, it says, uh, as they called mine was the AA3 and a, the anaplastic astrocytoma number three. Uh, it says that it gives people my age three to five years and people older than me, one to two years of life left. And so trying to go, you know, I just pushed that to the side and said, I don't accept that. I'm not gonna sit there and go, oh, well, the information on Google said I would die in three to five years. So I pushed that aside and from that moment, uh, I started saying, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, doing a positive energy, not accepting any, anything negative about that type of cancer. Right. Yeah. Um, what are treatments that did you undergo? Um, let's see. 
Um, I was just, um, actually, uh, I was pretty blessed because, um, the, the surgeon that I had in, uh, California, his name was Dr. Lance Altino, and he, uh, had been dealing with PTSD, you know, Army, Navy, Marines. And so I said, I was in California because I was blessed with the best surgeon, uh, the best brain surgeon. <laughs> and so, and I take it that way saying anything positive that I can about it. Um, cause I know that's, that's not an easy task. And, um, when I woke up out of surgery, he said, Hey, the only problem you'll have is, uh, memory and which was a good thing. I'm like, okay, just one, one issue. Good thing is short-term memory. <laughs> But um, I actually had, um, like I, I was saying a while ago, I'm a singer songwriter. Um, I had to relearn my original music that I had written, the words. Um, I couldn't, uh, I would tell people all the time uh, at the end, the very last word at the end of my sentences, I couldn't remember the, what I was trying to say. And I actually would have to describe you know, hey, when I was 14 and we went riding in Arkansas and it was on a paint, begins with an H, four legs, <laughs> and then, oh, oh, a horse. And so, yeah, <laughs> that was um, something else as far as that goes and just um, medication and um, being told that uh, I had small and large seizures, I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was something else. Um, I definitely um, I slept a lot uh, the first year and a half after surgery. I I I slept a lot. Um, I had to relearn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, please go on. And uh, I had to relearn my original music. I had to balance myself um, because of that. I had never worn glasses before. I was 2020 my whole life and bifocals, um, having my balance off, my peripheral vision, and just physically having to to learn um, physically what I was going to be dealing with as far as that goes. And so. <laughs> right. right. Um, so the next question that I'd like to ask is um, that did you try some alternative treatment as well? Um, like some lifestyle uh, modifications, Ayurveda or something like that? Yeah, I actually um, did um, cranial sacral, uh, which is a, a soft touch to uh, massage therapy. And, and so did that. I actually had a, a group of people that would meet in Truth or Consequence, New Mexico, and they would have you come in for an entire week and all day long, they would they would put you uh, on your back and 
do the soft touch in all the nerve areas and um, they did water. They would have you get in their, their tub and float around. And so the people would be just essentially by hands following you around as if you're, you know, just slightly, you know, rolling around in water and they would do it hot and cold. They would do it on a massage board. And that was actually very positive being able to let go um, of anything negative. Um, it was really something amazing um, doing that. And I said, my my friend, she she did the cranial sacral. And so I would go see her a couple of times a week and um, just do the light touch and listen to the rain or the, the ocean and <laughs> do an hour process. And so that, like I said, that definitely helped a lot. Um, physical, I did physical therapy. Um, and of course I did radiation um, for five weeks. Um, and that being nauseated, nauseated all the time um, with something else. And of course, you're, you're not hungry. All the medication I was on and doing that. And I essentially just after being awake for three or four hours in the day, like, okay, eat something, you know. And <laughs> um, actually, it was during the break. So after radiation, they give you a five week break. And in the middle of it, I actually was in the hospital for 15 days because the type of medication um, caused, seemingly caused to have kidney failure. And so um, dealing with that, and, and then I did uh, the chemo by pill and it was something else, uh, six months and would do it once a month for five days in a row. Uh, and you would have to take it uh, at nighttime on an empty stomach. And the nausea was horrible. Um, I actually had to have them uh, give me nausea medication by IV. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so that was, not, in that sense, that wasn't fun, but. Um, uh, it messed with my muscles, and, and so I would walk two or three steps and would feel like I ran 10 miles in two seconds. Yeah. Any dietary changes, dietary modifications that you made? I'm sorry, what was the, the question? Any, yeah, any dietary changes, any diet, uh, modifications related to the diet? Yes, actually. Um, so growing up in Texas, it was chicken fried steak and French fries and potatoes and potatoes and potatoes and rice and mac and cheese and just uh, fried foods and canned items. And, and so I actually stopped, um, no, I stopped no potatoes, no pasta, no rice, nothing fried. Um, I started eating uh, just chicken and salmon. And like I said, nothing fried. If it wasn't baked, <laughs> baked in the oven or uh, baked on a pan, I went from no butter to doing uh, olive oil. 
uh, and just uh, fruits and veggies. Because if I kept eating, you know, <laughs> meatloaf with canned tomato sauce and heartburn all the time, and and so I said, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna quit doing that and do organic and, and natural. I actually would grow my own tomatoes and grow uh, kale and and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, how did you manage your emotional and mental well-being uh, during this entire process? Well, it's a good thing for me. Um, I, I believe in God very much, and I know he has carried me my whole life. And um, just staying with that positive energy and, like I said, saying every day that I'm healed, I am healed. I am healed and not saying uh, I'm going to die or I'm not going to make it. I pushed all that aside and just continuously telling myself, you know what? It's gone. I know it's not easy physically going through uh, radiation and chemo. I said, but you have a positive energy. You're so gifted and talented and everything happens for a reason. So, yeah. And just, uh, what you, yeah. I was saying just self-love, really self-love, definitely. <laughs> and what kept you going on the bad days or when you felt like giving up? So what kept you going on those days? Um, music, music. Um, yeah, I definitely um, I was born uh, with the spirit of David. Uh, you know, I've been singing my whole life. I have embraced. And so when I have days like that, um, I would just have upbeat music and positive music. <laughs> yeah, and make sure that, uh, you know, go volunteer. And I actually started volunteering uh, at the zoo. And, and so that was pretty cool. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, and what would be your message to other cancer patients and their caregivers? Um, I definitely would tell them the same thing. You speak into existence um, what you want. And if you want and know that this is just a temporary uh, process that you're going through and say every day that you're healed. Say every day that, it, you know what, this is done. You know, don't sit there and say, well, I have brain cancer or I have this type of cancer and say, well, my life is over. No, um, life is a constant change. And I know sometimes we get a rock at the bottom of our foot that we step on, but we speak into existence what we, what we want. And I know, like I said, for myself, I wanted to be healed. And ever since about three months into my chemo, um, it disappeared and it's been gone ever since. And uh, that was four years ago. So. <laughs> right. 
And what would be your uh, top three learnings from this journey? Mm, learning um, that when you're a musician and both sides of your brain works, <laughs> that was really a good thing. And um, patience, um, it's a good thing that um, I, I had the idea of knowing that when you are the one who helps people and you give rides and you do what you can and helping so many people in your life and the switch is flipped and you're the one who needs help, accepting that, accepting asking for help and telling people what's going on in your life. Yeah. Right. Um, and if you have to sum up your journey in just one sentence, um, what would that be? Um, <laughs> like I said, um, life is a constant change. And I know that everything happens for a reason. And now I get to focus more on my music and working on producing my first CD. So, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank um, you. So it was really inspiring talking to you. And I thank you very much for sharing your journey and your experiences with us. Wish you all the very best for all your future endeavors. And thank you very much for being with us today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>